Hello, I am Jeremy Kingsbury. This is Way Too Twog's Bagpipe and History Podcast, the show where you come along with me as I explore the likely repertoire of 18th and early 19th century bagpipers. Let's listen to some tunes. So on this week's episode, what we're going to do is play through many tunes from Patrick McDonald's collection, as well as some tunes that uh, kind of were brought up, or collections that were brought up during our discussion last week with Keith Sanger and Matt Seattle and Barry Shears, Pete Stewart, and myself. So we're actually going to start off, though, with uh, The Lady in the Desert, uh, but that's going to be played not by myself, but by Ronan Brown on his 18th century set of Irish pipes. Uh, then, kind of going in chronological order, we're going to listen to John and William Neal's setting for Give Me Your Hand. Then from Daniel or Donald Dow, we're going to hear Lads with the Kilts, uh, Lunag Feravata, or the Boatman Song, and then another tune called The Whiskey. Then from Patrick McDonald, we're going to hear um, many tunes that are kind of unnamed, so I'll try to keep these straight. Um, it's tune number 78 and then 77. Tune number 77 is also known as the Mermaid Song. Um, and then we're going to hear several tunes from St. Kilda, including A Girl's Lamentation on the Death of Her Lover and then a couple different uh, St. Kilda dances and songs, tune number 180 and 181, respectively. And then we are going to play a large number, or several tunes from the last part of the book. Those will be tune numbers 1, 2, 3, 5, and 13. They aren't named in the book, but they are named in the reprinted uh, collection. Uh, the concordances have been found, and Matt Seattle helped me with finding some concordances as well, but tune 1 is Joseph McDonald's Jig, 2 is Whipper and Gird Her, 3 is The Faraway Wedding, 5 is The Reel of Stumpy, and 13 is The Lawhubbard Dance. Then we are going to move on to Eliza Ross's manuscripts. We're going to hear uh, Little Pete, Little Pete, and Elegant Donald is Coming. Then from that Celtic Melodies collection from around 1815 and Isla Connections, we're going to hear an unnamed tune just called Pipe Reel, uh, and then hear a tune that is named in the collection called I Love the Lassie. Uh, those are tunes 65 and 69 in that collection, respectively. And then finally, from Alexander Campbell, we're going to hear I Bid My Heart Be Still, and it was Or in Yan Soa. Uh, if you, I mean, you may have noticed, I, I mentioned uh, Friday back that uh, we're just going to have Chris Gray on this episode as well. Um, I just, I ran out of time. Uh, I want to have so so next next week's or next episode we have I'll play that Chris Gray track of him uh, his setting for Macintosh's Lament because I was going to include my setting for Macintosh's Lament from Alban Anthology and once you have two P Brooks in an episode that's twenty minutes and this episode's already pushing an hour long at this rate so uh, it's not gonna not gonna fit but tune in for next episode you'll hear a couple takes on Macintosh's Lament. All right, let's get started. So our first music track is actually going to be from Ronan Brown's playing. Uh, this is Lady in the Desert. If you remember in the preface, there was some discussion about how the wild way at which Harpers would play Lady in the Desert wouldn't be recognizable from the settings that are put down now. Uh, I'm kind of frustrated. I did a little bit of poking around and uh, not, as, not as much as I should have. Traditional Tune Archive only had Hamilton's Universal Tune Book and O'Neill setting on there. It's in bunting someplace too, uh, but just looking at those first couple settings, they're just wild and long, and I realized I wasn't going to be able to do them justice, and I wanted to go see what they sounded like, and Ronan has a lovely video of him playing it on a set of 18th century Irish pipes, so I wanted to, <laughs> I was like, well, maybe I could just get Ronan to do it. Um, generally, when I play other musicians on the podcast, the way that works is I buy their album, or at the very least, buy the track that I'm going to play, and kind of include links, hoping that people would go and support that musician. In this case, Ronan only has Lady in the Desert up as a YouTube video. He hasn't recorded it, and it's a live recording you'll hear. Um, but anyway, I asked, I asked Ronan, and he said I could help myself to it so long as... Uh, I either call them Union Pipes after 1800 or prior to that, simply Irish Pipes, as they would have been known throughout history, uh, which, yeah, is pretty pretty fun. Uh, yeah, I know I've, I don't know how often, I, I generally, I do call 
things ill in pipes, uh, even when talking about the 18th century, because I'm a big believer in like language and culture changing. Um, but yeah, certainly in the 18th century, Irish pipes is what this instrument would have been known by. I, I've talked on that in, in the past too, like in, um, I think it's Miller's manuscript or maybe Sutherland, but like, it's kind of, it's cool to see these 18th century um, things where they're known as Irish pipes or they call them Irish pipes, uh, even when it's a person playing like pastoral pipes possibly, or what we call pastoral pipes now, that Irish pipes is still kind of what they're known as by these uh, musicians that played several different types of pipes in the 18th century. Anyway, so thanks again, Ronan. He also mentioned, uh, and I kind of lost myself to it last night, I was messaging with Ronan at, uh, I guess, three in the morning, my time, and uh, he sent me a link of this uh, series of uh, videos on YouTube from the Seamus Ennis Center and it's amazing. I had put a link up on the Facebook feed, but this is, it's a bunch of just incredible pipers, uh, playing Seamus Ennis's pipes, his coin set. I just, I did not realize that coins, that, that Ennis's coin set was left-handed. Uh, and yeah, it's a, it's a great video to watch with some, you know, just incredible names in Illin piping. Um, like honestly, everybody on there are folks that I'd like to have. Like have to like to talk to on the podcast at some point, um, but kind of talking about Seamus, talking about his pipes, and then trying and not failing, but challengingly trying to play those coin set, uh, the coin set of pipes there. Uh, anyway, so check that out. You can I'll have a link in the show notes. But if you just look up uh, Seamus Ennis Center on YouTube, you should find it. Uh, the video is not going to be around forever, so it's kind of hosted now, and then it's going to disappear. So it's a good time to to watch it now. Um, and there's going to be several more talks coming up there soon. So anyway, thanks again, Ronan. And here is um, Lady in the Desert performed on an 18th century set of Irish pipes. I think this is a Kenaw set. Uh, if that's how you pronounce it. I know it's a Kenna set. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it. <laughs> but anyway, enjoy. definitely hear the coolant in there but uh i can i wouldn't be shocked to hear people adamantly say that it's nonsense to suggest those tunes are the same thing either but uh anyway thanks again ronan uh all right now let's look at 
this is a tune that came up in the discussion where Keith was talking about uh, kind of the, the oldest account of, or, or the oldest title for this tune coming from several of those um, tablature collections, I think, in Scotland. Anyway, so the tune is Give Me Your Hand, and if you're anything like me, uh, you were like, that sounds vaguely familiar, but I can't place it. Uh, and so here it is for you. <laughs> I have played this tune for years, but I, yeah, I just am terrible at associating tunes with names. So here is Give Me Your Hand. I'm playing it fairly closely, about as close as I can from the Neil manuscripts. So remember, this is that 1724 collection. It's kind of the oldest collection of Irish music we know about, or that's um, kind of widely available. And uh, yeah, so here is Give Me Your Hand. Just real quick by me on Low Whistle from 1724. The next tune we should play from, uh, chronologically speaking, should be from Daniel or Donald Dow's collection of ancient Scots music for the violin, harpsichord, German flute, etc. Um, this tune, you know, we were talking about, it's sort of published right before Patrick MacDonald's collection is published. And Keith was pointing out that there's, you know, in, in a lot of ways, there's some more political stuff going on in this collection. Um, and... You know, I I had to ask him like, what are you what are you talking about? What's the political stuff? Because <laughs> I you know looking through the list of tunes, there's quite a few people's names and um and but but really it's sort of obvious like just there's a tune in here called the Lads of the Kilts which I've played on the podcast before and if you are a Patreon subscriber you've actually heard it quite recently on a bonus episode where I do a better take of it. Interestingly, you know as Keith is pointing out, this collection of tunes comes out before the act of prescriptions are lifted. So the lads with the kilts, like wearing kilts is still illegal technically uh, in Scotland if you're not, you know, a wealthy landowner. Um, it's debatable how often those laws were really uh, enforced by 1778, uh, but uh, they were still technically legal. I always think of the anti-kilt or anti-tartan kilt laws as sort of like... Um, it's like the excuse, if they need an excuse to, to rough you up, they can use it. Um, but it's, yeah, you, you read accounts of people traveling through the Highlands in the 1770s, and it's clear there are still lots of poor people wearing kilts that are not being deported for it, um, or being, you know, kicked out to a prison colony someplace, or uh, punished. So, anyway. Uh, so, here's Lives of the Kilts. It's interesting, you know, the, the setting for Lives of the Kilts I have always used is in Robert Bremner. Bremner's setting uses a high B, and so it doesn't really fit particularly well on Highland pipes, but it works pretty good on border pipes. But Dow's setting doesn't use that high B at all. It's actually, it sits just fine on Highland pipes. So here's just a quick taste of it on Practice Channel. I actually don't know that it sounds particularly good on pipes, um, but uh, anyway, here, here it is on Practice Channel. Thank you. 
And another tune that I'm noticing here in doubt, during our kind of book club meeting, we talked quite a lot about Lunix uh, and kind of Gaelic work songs. And so uh, I noticed a Lunix in Dow's collection, and I think it's just being used as like the term song. Uh, so this is called um, Lunix Faravata, uh, or the Boatman's Song. Uh, but anyway, here it is just real quick on Whistle. Also works on Highland Pipes, maybe better. All right, and finally, this is, I think, actually the last tune in the collection. Uh, so this is Thane, well, Anyway, it's called The Whiskey. All of these tunes have Gaelic names, too. Um, generally just giving you the English ones. Uh, but this one is called The Whiskey. When I was looking through Dow's collection shortly after uh, the discussion with the gang, um, yeah, a buddy of mine's Kickstarter campaign was just ending for a board game about distilling. So when I saw The Whiskey, I was like, oh, I should play The Whiskey for uh, for Distilled, the board game that I backed on Kickstarter. And uh, it's a really good tune, I think. So anyway, here it is on Ellen Pipes, solid tune. And then we will move on from Donald or Daniel Dow's collection. Uh, apparently you can say either or. Uh, so yeah, here's The Whiskey.
So just a couple of years later, uh, Patrick McDonald published his collection here of, um, you know, Highland vocal airs, country dances, and reels. Um, and the first part of that book, North Highland Airs, was collected by Joseph MacDonald sometime before 1760. So the first two tunes we're going to hear, actually the first several, uh, no, actually, I guess maybe it's just the first two tunes, are going to come from that Joseph MacDonald section. Uh, these tunes are number 78 and 77, respectively. 77 does have an English translation of the Mermaid Song. 78 does not have an English translation. Um, but it is called, if you will forgive my pronunciation, De Eric Mimok. But yeah, look it up. <laughs> Not sure what it is. So I start with 78 and then I play the Mermaid song a little bit slowly and eventually speed it up and do some um, kind of experimenting with it. So here you go Patrick McDonald's collection from 1784, the Mermaid song set. had just a little bit too much fun with those uh, all right now moving on so another thing that came up a bunch in the book is a lot of discussion to saint kilda which i sort of got a kick out of it seemed a little some of the stuff seemed maybe legit some of it seemed pretty funny but in that uh, essay on poetry uh, i think it's the poetry section where he decides just to include the complete um <laughs> complete poem of a woman lamenting the death of her um her lover while going out to to pick uh birds or eggs uh, anyway so i decided to include this tune next this is a tune 179 uh, this is from a section called western isle airs so this one was collected by patrick and this is tune yeah 179 a saint girl's saint killed a girl's lamentation on the death of her lover so i don't know that this is the actual melody to the poem or the the song that um 
that is included in the you know discussion there. But uh, anyway, it does kind of match the discussion of what those types of songs were. So here is the St. Kilda Girl's Lamentation on the Death of Her Lover. started to play at the end uh, i was going to try to work this up as a whole set but it didn't quite work out so we'll just go right into this this is tune 181 this is uh called the saint kilda song and dance one of the other things that it mentioned in the um in the book was that saint kilda didn't have any instruments except for the jaw harp so i played tune 181 uh, saint kilda song and dance the gaelic for it is kyoda biada tu giara yeah, that's almost certainly wrong, but look it up. Uh, anyway, so I decided to play it and insert some jaw harp. So here is tune 181, another song from St. Kilda. for good measure here's one last saint kilda tune this is tune number 180 i recognize this from i think a whistle binkies album uh it's always been kind of a, f- a favorite tune of mine so it was fun to see the sheet music for it 
Anyway, here is tune 180, also St. Kilda Song and Dance. Now we're, we're going to move on to the last section of the book, which is uh, North Highland country dances or reels. And this section of the book is really friendly for Highland piping. So if you're a Highland piper and want an easy access, you know, easy way to play these tunes, definitely visit this this part of the book. It's sort of weird. I think I mentioned this on a bonus episode over on the Patreon feed, but just how much Patrick McDonald's collection is absolutely the tune collection I was looking for. Um, my, you know, whole professional music playing career talking about historic piping, like, this is a collection of tunes from the 1780s that are transcribed from Highland Piping, uh, particularly this last sect, uh, section. Most of the dance tunes and things come from a piper uh, that Keith talks about up in the north of Scotland. And then there's also um, the Peabrooks at the end come from a piper at Lochaber, but we don't quite know who that is. Um, but you can check that out. So we're going to start. I, I just do a quick little set of the first couple of tunes. Um, this back section of North Highland Reels or Country Dances is particularly bad at having tunes, um, but the printed version, the kind of reprinted version is pretty good at finding concordances or names for those tunes. Um, and Matt Seattle and uh, Adam Sanderson also sent along some uh, before before I showed them all the list of concordances at the back, they just, oh, I recognize this, this is that. I feel bad for wasting their time uh, a little bit. But anyway, uh, we're going to play tune one, tune two, and then tune three. Uh, tune two, we've actually, actually all except tune one, we've played on the podcast a different version of before. So tune one is also known as Joseph McDonald's Jig. Remember, Joseph McDonald is Patrick McDonald's um, brother. Uh, tune two is Whip Her and Gird Her very popular tune in the borders uh, and then tune three is the faraway wedding which again i think you might also see in the border repertoire but i could be wrong about that um, but anyway so here is a set of those first three tunes in the back section of patrick mcdonald's collection
All right, and now here's another one uh, from that back section. This is the Country Dacts uh, tune five. It's called The Reel of Stumpy. Uh, again, it's unnamed in the manuscript, but it's Reel of Stumpy, another tune that is popular in a huge uh, kind of swath of places. It's really interesting to me how many of these tunes are popular in the borders, uh, especially considering that like the piper that was giving these tunes away was from the north coast of Scotland. That's pretty pretty cool uh, in terms of the spread of musical influences and things of that sort. Uh, anyway, so here is tune number five, or the reel of Stumpy. It seems like I, I somehow haven't actually recorded this on the podcast before. Uh, definitely see this tune a lot. Don't know how it didn't get recorded yet. Anyway, here is Patrick McDonald's setting for it. So interestingly, you know, there are many tunes in this North Highland Reel and country dance part that were quite popular in the Borders or the Lowlands. Um, and this next one I'm going to play, Tune 13, doesn't seem to have been recorded, at least, as, as being part of the Lowland or Border tradition. Uh, and in 1784, there's a little note on it that says, played in the Low Country. Um, so yeah. Not 100% sure what's going on there, but, you know, when Matt Seattle was looking at the collection, that was sort of his note on this tune, was that he hadn't come across it. Uh, he's one that's an unknown to Lowland or Border tradition, um, and if you're familiar with Matt's work, he has looked through a lot of collections that are pretty well representative of the Border and Lowland traditions. So uh, he did recognize it immediately, though, as Lockhaber Dance, so we'll go play Tune 13, and then I'll play a couple of the other settings for Lockhaber Dance.
So here's William Ross's setting for the same tune. Um, William Ross's collection was first published in 1869, and as he continued publishing editions, he kept on adding tunes. I'm not sure when Lockhaber Dance first made it in, um, but anyway, sometime after 1869, or in 1869. Anyway, here is the tune. So as signaled by, you know, playing a Willie Ross tune, we are done with Patrick McDonald for now. So these are all the tunes I have recorded from Patrick McDonald's collection uh, for this episode. But I think I am going to wind up at least playing through all of the, um, all of that back section. I actually recorded a couple other Linux uh, and rowing songs, but I have lost the recording. So uh, yeah, definitely more music and Patrick McDonald to be heard. Uh, so look forward to more of that in the future. Uh, the next thing we talked about was the Eliza Ross's uh, manuscript. This was collected in 1812 by Elizabeth Ross, uh, shortly before she wound up leaving for India on Ross, I, I think, is where she was. I, I feel like I listened to a BBC radio documentary about the doily manuscript or the doily collection uh which is i think what her married name is but she recorded a lot of pbrook and so people have kind of focused on that uh in the past i know so uh yeah we're gonna we're gonna talk some more about it but there's a lovely facsimile edition as well as kind of a abc easier to read version available on a website that i will link in the show notes so you can play these tunes yourself we're gonna start with the tune uh, Little Pete, Little Pete. Uh, it's an air. Uh, it's on page 88 of the manuscript. Uh, um, and I think I played this as a set with Elegant Donald is coming. Uh, but yeah, good. Some really good, really good tunes.
Yeah, definitely going to have to revisit that collection. Just uh, really, really good tunes in there. Uh, but those are, only, those are the only two I recorded for today. All right, next in chronology here, we're going to 1815. This is the Isla collection. Um, it's called, there's a couple of uh, kind of collection of tunes just called Celtic Melodies. Uh, I feel bad Keith Sanger sent me these a long time ago, <laughs> maybe last year sometime, saying, hey, you should look at these. Uh, here's some cool music you'll find interesting. And I, I just haven't got around to really giving this collection its its due diligence. But uh, yeah, so this is called First Number of Celtic Melodies, being a collection of original Slow Highlanders, Pipe Reels, Canthrock, and never before published, selected and arranged by a Highlander. Uh, this is printed for, uh, published for the editor by Robert Purdy. So I'm not quite sure. I, I've seen a name. I don't know if Robert Purdy is what we call this or just the Isla Collections. But anyway, we'll be hearing more from it. But uh, Keith is mentioning this as an example of how, you know, how often you don't get names in these printed collections. So we'll start us off with uh, tune number, I think it's 65 in that collection. But again, it's just called Pipe Reel, but it's a cool tune. So here we are from 1815, uh, Pipe Reel. another pipe reel from the same collection this one's tune number 69 and it has a title i love the lassie uh and yeah it's a good tune it also shows up in david glenn's collection as i love the lassie who loves me i didn't get a chance to record that but i'll have a link to david glenn's sheet music for it if you want to take a look at it uh but anyway here is again from celtic melodies from around 1815 i love a lassie
definitely looking forward to spending some more time with that collection. All right, we're going to move on to uh, a collection published just in 1816. This is Alexander Campbell's Albans Anthology. This is another one that's just incredible, full of really cool stuff. Definitely going to be revisiting this in the future, too. Uh, Alexander Campbell is probably worthy of a whole episode, uh, but he's also like important enough that smarter people than me have talked about him already so i might not worry about it too much but apparently he was sir walter scott's music tutor and uh yeah his collection of tunes is great it's got uh lots of gaelic songs with um you know the, the words in gaelic and then uh, easy to read um, music publication with it and some some interesting stuff so anyway we're going to start with a tune this is actually uh, from the borders this is i bid my heart be still which campbell collected from uh, mr pringle uh, but yeah cool tune Well, I had intended to do two more tunes, uh, one more from um, from the Alban Anthology, which is the the song version of Macintosh's Lament, and then I was going to have uh, Chris Gray's setting for Macintosh's Lament. The problem with Peabrox is that they're super long, and including two of them is a guaranteed 20 minutes, so that's going to be the next episode. So something to tune in for is me singing a Peabrock, and then uh, some professionals singing a Peabrock. Uh, that'll be on the next episode. Uh, but we're going to go out with... Uh, I was looking a little bit more through... Um, through Albin's anthology and came across the actual tune uh, for that St. Kilda's Lament. Um, the, I mean, it's, it's very much the same poetry, uh, the same, same song that was read in the discussion. Uh, the Lament of a Young Woman on the Death of Her Husband Who Was Killed and Falling on the Rocks of Soa While in the Act of Searching for Eggs. Um, yeah, the lyrics are the same, and it actually is pretty similar to the Lament that I already played from Patrick McDonald's collection. It's clear that uh, Albin's anthology's version is slightly different, but uh, Campbell also, like, his his scores are quite complex with um, three parts. So, like, there's a singing part, and then a bass, and a harmony part. So I'm just going to quickly play it on low whistle, kind of playing the intro and outro parts on low whistle and then switching over to melody for the the melody of the tune but i'll have a link again in the show notes if you want to look at the rest of the lyrics and check that stuff out um thanks again to everybody for listening you know i don't get a ton of feedback on the podcast um and it really meant a lot a lot of people sent emails and messages uh, kind of enjoying the uh, enjoying the last the last episodes there with the audiobooks and the discussion. So good to know folks are listening and enjoying it. Uh, if you ever want to help the podcast, you know, good way is just to send me a message saying you like it. Uh, of course, you can also join the Patreon account. Speaking of the Patreon account, uh, at this point, there are three bonus episodes over there. So two that you haven't heard on this feed. And I'm probably going to be releasing another bonus episode fairly shortly of a bunch of litten tunes uh, all in one place for the ease of of my practicing and trying to figure out sets and things. Um, so lots of um, lots of you know additional stuff over there if you want to check it out. It's at Patreon.com/slash/WayTooTwag. I think we'll be doing that uh, book club kind of get together 
pretty regularly with Patreon supporters too. So if you ever want to just socialize and hang out and talk about pipe tunes or um, maybe a particular set of pipe music, that'll probably start happening sometime in September over on the Patreon account too. As always, feel free to get in touch uh, by twog at gmail.com if you have any questions or thoughts on the episode. Um, lots of thanks again to you know Barry Shears and Matt Seattle and Keith Sanger and Pete Stewart for kind of having that conversation that led to all these great tunes as well. Uh, I think next week we probably won't have an episode. We're going to switch to every other week for a little bit of time here. But as I said, there'll be a bonus episode on the Patreon account. So... Uh, yeah, you can always go there if you need yet more piping from me. So, hope everybody's doing all right. We'll go out now on It Was Or in Yan Soa from Albin's Anthology. Mm-hmm.